It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP podcast time. It's Talk LP podcast time. Your host, Amber Bradley, here with special guest, Todd Fernandez, Director of Loss Prevention for Stater Brothers. What's up, man? Hi, Amber. How are you? <laughs> Good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you for stepping into the Talk LP hot seat. Okay. <laughs> so we have a lot to cover today, and I'm super stoked to have you, you as a guest because you are known in the industry as an innovator, and we're going to pick your brain a little bit. Okay. All right. But I'm first, up for the challenge. Just in case people don't know you, and that would be silly, but just in case, give us a brief um, background of your loss prevention experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, like like many uh, of your listeners in the industry, I got into this business by accident. Um, you've heard that a hundred times probably. Uh, going to school, working part-time at the mall, JCPenney's, uh, catching shoplifters. Uh, obviously, it was fun. We had a great time. But I didn't just work at any JCPenney's. I worked at the JCPenney's in San Bernardino, uh, downtown. So and if anybody knows about the city of San Bernardino at that time, it was like the murder capital of the country. And it was the most violent city in America at that time. Uh, for us, it was great. We had a great time. We had fun. Uh, we were catching a ton of people. And um, spoken like a, so, tr- a true <laughs> loss prevention professional, man. You got it in your it, blood. Yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> It was fun, but it was also, you know, a little scary, right? You know, a lot of guns and knives we pulled off of people. But um, I cut my teeth there, a lot of great experience. And I even still have the T-shirt, Amber. Um, the city was selling T-shirts that said 187 champs, you know, the penal code for murder. And I still have that today in my closet, but um, kind of crazy times. But so I moved from there. Um, I actually went to work for Fedco the membership store. If some of you might remember that it was a, it was a small chain uh, department store in California. And I, I, I transitioned to Fitco just in time for the Rodney King riots, you know? Oh, Hey, here we go. Um, and as you know, it was pretty crazy. It was filmed on TV. Uh, our La Cienega store was, was looted and um, they burned, they burned the store, you know, uh, didn't burn it down. They tried. And, um, you know, it, it was kind of scary. Um, but, uh, you can still watch the, the YouTube video, by the way, of the looting at that store. It's, uh, kind of crazy to watch now, but, um, it did prepare me for the next step, which, um, from there I came to Staters and I came to Staters at a really good time when we were just building the foundation of the LP department. So I had a lot of, um, you know, hands-on, um, and in the, uh, you know, building that foundation here at Staters. And that was um, just about 30 years ago. It's hard to believe how much, uh, how much time has passed. Yeah, I hear but, you. Um, so talk yeah, a little bit about Stater. You're out in California. Yeah, we're in Southern California only. Uh, 171 stores right now. Um, nearly 5 billion in sales. It's busy for us. Um, yeah. We're in some of the tougher, tougher markets um, just outside of L.A. And so a lot of ORC, a lot of theft, a lot of car pushes, you know, the typical challenges that we're dealing with. And so, um, you know, we tried to, you know, in the old days, you remember, it was, you know, uh, catch, you know, and, and apprehend. And people actually went to jail. Um, they don't go to jail anymore. Imagine. But, yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you kind of, you know, being in California, you know, like how, what are you seeing? You know, um, the increase yeah. in ORC and, and what are you seeing out there? 
Yeah, we're seeing, uh, well, when the laws change, you know, Prop 47, um, AB 109, all of those things change in California. It's not a crime anymore out here, really. Uh, nobody goes to jail. Uh, we're lucky if somebody even, um, you know, gets ID'd and or a citation. So we really shifted um, several years ago into a prevention mode, as right. you could imagine. And let's keep more of our product on the shelf and less of it going out the door where we have to chase people. And, um, you know, it gets rid of the, it keeps our employee safety safer. It gives um, us a chance to uh, recover our merchandise. And um, Right, without and the honestly, confrontation. Yeah, honestly, it's it's been a, a challenging time because it doesn't stop, right? The, the, the suspects don't stop coming. If you have nice um, product, liquor, meat, all the health and beauty aids that we sell, it, it doesn't change. Um, and the ORC is, is pretty busy. Um, so we've been, we've had to rely on technology quite a bit more. As, Cause you as guys don't have a huge staff. team. You don't have a huge no, loss of rich and personnel team. We don't, um, you know, we used to have a, a really strong loss or a really strong shoplift team. Yeah. But again, we've shifted now to the prevention mode. And so, um, you know, we're doing some things, you know, at the front doors where we're, uh, we're going from two doors to one door. That's making a big difference for our stores. Oh, that's um, interesting. Similar to Costco, right? One entrance, one exit. Yeah. It helps us manage our shrink a lot better, the external uh, piece of it. And then we've added a lot of technology in our stores. Um, we have some executives that are um, willing to spend the money and invest the money. And so we're fortunate in that sense. Because they're seeing that, the return. And that's a, yeah, that's a really a kudos absolutely. to you because you're able absolutely. to articulate a return to where they're like, yeah, this makes sense. Right. Right. And even even law enforcement is frustrated in California, like many other states. Um, you know, and I, I really applaud the industry, you know, Ben Dugan, who, you know, very well. I mean, our industries, they're doing a lot to um, put ORC on the map. Right. And I, it's really cool to see it now. More people are talking about it. Right. We've been talking about it for years. Right. And now all of a sudden it's important. Right. Um, Isn't that crazy? All of a sudden yeah, the media is like, yeah. there's this thing called ORC. And we're all like. Yes. Yeah, we've been but talking even, about it's it. It's interesting. And, and again, not to, um, you know, not to um, make light of it, but some officers on the street out of the academy, they're not familiar with ORC. They don't understand it. So we try to educate them as well. Hey, look, I know you're, you're a peace officer. You went through an academy, but this is what we're dealing with. So when you pull the car over and he's got, you know, 27 tubs of Tide in the back trunk, you know, this is what's happening. Yeah. And they understand it a little more now when we uh, are able to get in front of them and um, try to help them recognize some of those, um, you know, little things that, that we see every day. So yeah. so it's really been an interesting change to um, leverage the technology. And, you know, that's newer cameras, um, more cameras, obviously, um, and, and just using some things out there that um, we thought we would try. And, and you know, a lot of them are working really well for us right now. Yes, because for what you're you're using, there are some things that um, help your employees stay safe, but also yes. provide incredible customer service. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll be honest. Um, I can talk about a technology that we're using right now that um, is a game changer for us, and and I think it would be a game changer for a lot of retailers um, that may be listening right now. So, um, you know, we've all seen new technology and we've, we've tried new things. We've piloted technology in the past. 
but the technology we're using right now in our stores, um, it, it, it's, it's amazing, actually. Um, we didn't realize how much we would benefit from it until we rolled it out. And then the more we rolled out and the more stores we added. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, for all your listeners uh, that are listening right now, I'll, I'll just give you this, um, this little uh, tidbit of information. Like if you're listening right now, like in your car, turn your radio up, okay? Because you, you're going to want to hear this. If you're at work, shut the door to your office because you're going to want to hear this. And, and I really and I really mean that. I think it's so important that the awareness of this technology is shared. OK, and so um, the technology we're using right now, Amber, is I, I'm calling it the Trident effect. I know it sounds a little different, but I don't know if you remember Trident, right? The Poseidon's um, yeah. his spear. They yeah. Three prongs, right? The three yeah. prongs. The three prongs is what you're going to get from this technology. It's a weapon um, for any LP department. And what it can do for you, it can give you um, employee safety, huge. Um, ORC cases, not only will it save you time, but you can put cases together very quickly. Um, so your external theft will be dramatically impacted in a good way. And then... Um, the third thing would be it's an investigative tool like we've never had before. So those three things, and you know, a lot of those things keep us up at night, right? I know it does for me. And now that we're using this tool, I'll tell you, it's um, not just a game changer. It's, it's a grand slam for us. So, you know, I, I got to be careful exactly saying what it is, but I think um, maybe they can, you know, reach out to you directly and you can kind of fill in the blank there. But I, I can just tell you that anybody who hasn't um, been exposed to the, this technology, you need to at least give it a chance and, and try a pilot, you know, because you will see a dramatic difference in those three areas. Employee safety, uh, ORC cases that you can put together. ORC cases that used to take days is now taking hours and literally sometimes minutes to put together. I mean, it's, it's that dramatic. Some of our stores are... Uh, on the external theft side, we're reducing our shrink by 75%. I mean, it's, it's, it's impactful. <laughs> it's very impactful. Yeah. So, and again, and our employees have another tool and, and a really good tool to uh, improve their safety in the stores, which is really important. So what's cool is the way you describe this as this tool to really put an impact in those three areas. What What is neat, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, it seems like you could use one of the three even. Yes. Yeah, you know, exactly. without, yeah. All, without the whole kit and caboodle, you, you, if you wanted to focus on just one of the three, like really investigation, time, yeah. or yeah. whatever. And it, like, may, and it may not be for everybody. Right. right? But like um, You mean like all three things may not be for three, everybody, right. but you could use one of them and see dramatic savings. Yep, absolutely. And, and I'll be honest, that was, you know, our, our game plan was let's, Let's get rid of the ORC. Let's reduce the repeat offenders, right? The big, the big hits. And then as we started to use it, we, we saw the benefit um, surface with the employee safety and store safety. And then we saw the dramatic difference in labor savings for our investigations. So it's, it's been amazing for us. Um, we um, are going to increase the use of this technology going forward. And, um, you know, again, I'd be happy to, um, provide any additional information to anyone listening um, about what it is. 
but I think um, Amber, you, you could really fill in that that piece of the puzzle too. Without, um, I guess, without you know, um, you know, because we're in California, we got to be careful with some of these crazy privacy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I hear you. People. I and hear you. And so that that's kind of you know my hesitation to to really just throw it out there. Well, what's really cool though, Todd, is you're known in the industry, whether it's any specific type of. Uh, technology, CCTV, exception-based reporting, you know, whatever the technology is, you're known in the industry as an innovator, you know, kind of pushing the boundaries of any type of technology to help your organization. I think that's what's really cool. And and when I was telling some people, I was having this podcast with you today, they're like, okay, they're like submitting questions. Okay. So we're going to get to some of those in a second that are out of left field, but that's okay. You are ready because you're in the hot seat. But first let's transition to like some leadership lessons, right? So, so then, so leadership lessons first, then we'll get to what people said, Amber, you got to ask him this. So I was like, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, no so, problem. yeah, I'm good with it. So in, so in your career, I mean, clearly you've seen, I mean, through the Rodney King riots and that was, I mean, we were talking off camera. That's back when you guys were packing heat, right? Yes, back in the were. day when you were yeah. like packing heat. So talk a little bit about how you have, you know, climb the ladder, if you will, to the director spot and kind of what, what leadership lessons have resonated with you? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I always, I always use the quote, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Oh, right? I love that. And, <laughs> and, you know, some people are like, Oh yeah, you know, you got a break here and, and this guy really liked you or that. No, you know, when you work hard and you prove your worth, people notice. And, and so that's kind of been my motto. Um, and so, and I'm really good at that. I've been actually accused of not having enough fun sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun. What you're doing yeah, is know, fun. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about even outside of work. Yeah. Because um, I'm so focused on what we're doing and where we're going. Um, but, you know, in, in having a positive attitude, um, you know, all the time is, is, you know, in my opinion, really important. Um, it's never as bad as you think it is. Um, and so just... Um, you know, I've had a lot of good mentors, you know, like uh, many of your, your guests on the show uh, have talked about. That's so important for this industry to learn from their mistakes, to learn from um, some of the impact they've made, you know, before me and um, and even alongside me. So that's been extremely helpful. But I'm a um, I'm a pretty, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, everybody's self-learner. Right. But I'm, I'm an extreme self-learner. So. I really dig into any subject that I'm not familiar with, or I need more information. And um, I spent a lot of time as a teenager at the library and, you know, and you can say, Oh, really? And, and even my wife's like, that's kind of boring. And well, I'm for like, all you millennials well, out there, a library is where you used to go and get books. That's and a they good didn't, point. They didn't give that's them to really you. You had to check them out. That's man, right. I love taking my daughter to the library. It's like a lost yeah. art. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, and, and, and to your point, though, some of the um, like the leadership uh, training that we might be lacking, like I started here at, at our office in our department, I started like a, a mini um, leadership library, like full of like leadership books and business books. Um, I just felt, you know, when you tell somebody, hey, you know, read this book, it's really good. It, it, it kind of, you know, talks about where we're going. But now they can go just walk in the office and grab a book and check it out. And then they can read it at their convenience and then they can put it back. That's cool. And Do so you have I, a favorite? Yeah. Um, 
No, I have a lot of them actually, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, there's so many good books out there. And, and again, diving in and, and, and books aren't everything, right? But it gives us a, um, some principles to work through. And um, obviously, you know, I think the best advice I ever got, not from a book, but from uh, one of our executives was, you know, um, we take care of a lot of assets, but our number one asset is our people. And I've never forgotten that. And I remind our people that our people are the most important asset. So yeah. I think um, if we uh, take care of our people, they'll take care of us. And so that's, uh, that's kind of a long way for me as well. Well, that's a perfect segue because honestly, you know, when you talk about being a self-learner, I think that that is uh, an impetus to being an innovator, right? Where you're really trying to learn about everything that's going to help your organization, yourself, professionally, you know, whatever. And, you know, there's lots of technology out there that is super cutting edge. And and sometimes there's myths, right? That is like, oh, well, if I do this or that... And, um, you know, there's like license plate recognition technology, there's facial recognition technology, but I wanted to, I know you're, you're an expert learner on some of this stuff. And some of the questions were saying, okay, we know Todd has studied facial recognition and and other types of technology that are similar. I have, I have. What, what would you say when this, this was submitted to me, are the biggest myths when it comes to facial recognition that you've learned um, that's just not true. Like, what do you think? Yeah. So I guess the first one that jumps out to me is it's, it's not discriminatory. Um, We've heard that a few times, I think in the news. And what I mean by that, when um, a face matching algorithm captures your face, you know, anybody's face that walks into your store, your customers, it's, it's basically creating a template, like a digital template with thousands, hundreds of thousands of, um, you know, access points. So it almost is like a template placed over the face and then your face goes away and the, the software replaces it with a template. And the template is, does not track race, age, gender, any of those things. It's just a 150,000 point template that configures to your face. So that, it, it kind of eliminates almost 99% of all those you know, um, issues of, Hey, it's, it doesn't work in this condition or on that, that person, or somebody maybe is getting a, um, you know, a, a different look, the technology sees them differently. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest myths that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. And so we don't, you know, when, when it takes that template and moves it over to the side. So when that person returns to your store, that, that suspect, that bad actor, the template is looking for a match of the, of another template that it created when that person walked in and technology is really cool because it happens in like seconds. Right. Yeah. And it's looking for the match and it finds it. And then it might send you an alert to say, Hey, this person just returned. But again, it's looking for a template. It's not looking for John Doe or Jane Doe and, and what you look yeah, like. And have all your background and your yeah. social security number, right. how many children right. you have. Like right. it's, it's none of that. No, it's not. And, and, and it's really interesting because, um, you know, a lot of people too. the other myth, I think, is that some people think, well, you know, we're, you know, we're invading somebody's privacy, maybe, you know, by capturing a face. Um, it's no different than, you know, you're on video anywhere you go today in public. 
you know, and you're probably on video for 90 days, at least in somebody's, you know, server, right? Um, so what's the difference? I mean, we're still capturing, you know, who came in, what they did in the store, but we're really, you know, it's one of those things. If I think if you look at facial rec, and there's a lot of ways you can use it, but when you're using it to um, fight crime and to prevent crime, I think most people would agree that it's a great tool. Well, it's interesting and, you said that because a lot of people think that the shopper doesn't want it when in fact, yeah. polled statistically valid studies have said 70, like upwards of 70, 80% of people are like, oh yeah, that makes yeah. me feel safe. Like I want that That's wherever right. I go. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like and most people have, think it's like taboo, yeah. but the shopper wants it. Right. Because if you have, you know, most retailers are open to the public. I know there's a few that are membership stores, but almost every retailer in America is open to the public. What does that mean? That means anybody can walk into your store. That's, you know, a really violent person and they still have to eat. They still have to, you know, get their, their cereal or their alcohol or their barbecue, um, you know, for, for the weekend. And so I, I talked to our managers about that too. I go, you don't know who's going to walk in your store on any given day. So having a tool like facial rec that would recognize somebody that's been known to make threats or is a violent person, maybe, you know, in a different um, environment, that's huge for, for store safety and for employee safety. So, yeah, you know, that outweighs any negative myth, in my opinion, um, that you're hearing in the news. Well, you also hear, and it's so funny to me, because once you get educated on these things, you're like, oh, well, duh, right? Right. That once, if you, let's just say you're a retailer and you implement face matching in your store, and then it's it's like people think, okay, everyone that walks in your store, they're going to take a digital map or a template of their face, right. and then they're going to keep it forever. And they're going to know no. you forever. And it's like, no, no that's, a good that's point. not how it works. Yeah. And again, um, I think, you know, from, from the, uh, the research we've done and the, the folks that are using it, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not a casino, you know, we're not an airport, you know, those would be different um, environments. I think that maybe you'd want, right. Again, that safety, right. Right. You don't want to get on a plane with a terrorist. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Right. So it's no different. You wouldn't want to shop in a store that, um, you know, where you have some frequent violent offenders walking in and you have no idea, you know, so, I think it's a great tool for that, for the safety of our employees. You know, safety is, is so important. Uh, we, we preach on it over here. We do a lot of training on safety with our store managers, especially our new managers. Uh, one, of the, one of the most favorite classes that, that we teach that, that I actually put together, um, it's the, the title of the training is, wait, that's not in the operations manual. <laughs> and it's, it's preparing for the unexpected. Yeah. So we go through real life scenarios that have happened in our stores where a manager is going, I, I wasn't prepared. Like nobody talked about this. Right. That's brilliant. You know? And so the guy that came in and, you know, he's got no clothes on and he pours a bottle of bleach, you know, over his head to try to cool off. What do you do with that? You know, you're in charge. What do you do? Yeah. You know, or, or, or the dead body in the restroom with a needle sticking in their arm and you got a customer. It's like, Hey, excuse me. I got to use the restroom. What do you, what do you do? How do you handle those scenarios, you know? So we go through a lot of those practical um, scenarios that have actually happened in our stores. And it gives the managers 
you know, some forethought, okay, I got to think about some of these unexpected things because you just don't know what's going to happen on any given day. Yeah. So, well, look, it, it's clear that you guys are completely committed to your employee safety, you know, yes. the, in, in multiple ways, right? You've mentioned yeah. technology aspects, you've mentioned training, you know, all those things are, are super important. And I think that, you know, especially being, from the days where you're packing heat and you know, <laughs> now transitioned yeah. into, you know, the, where we are today uh, in 2022. You got to remember too, our managers and our store employees, they're grocers. That's what they do for a living. That's why we're here to help. Right. And it's our job to make sure they're safer and that we eliminate um, the violence in the stores. And we try to give them um, that sense of comfort. Hey, you know, when I come to work every day, you know, yeah, there's some weird people in my store, but our security loss prevention department is going to help us with those crazy, unusual scenarios. You, know, you think about there's some um, LP departments out there that make it a bad rap, right? Like they're 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 uh, combating this. We're here to investigate you and then fire you, right? right? But with right. what you guys are doing, it's it's like you're eliminating that because you're positioning yourself as all about safety for your employees. And, yeah. and especially you think yeah. about the time to close cases, Todd, right? I mean, right. that, that even helps keep everyone safer. Absolutely. And, and, and there's the law enforcement assist that we can give as well with that type of technology. Um, when you're looking for, they're looking for a violent suspect in the community. Um, we're able to help with that. You know, we look at video, we look at, um, some other things that may uh, pinpoint that person in our store and we're able to give them maybe a, a license plate they didn't have or um, another uh, suspect they were looking for that's, you know, um, you know, working with the primary suspect they're looking for. So it's been a win-win in that scenario too. And our law enforcement partners, um, now they reach out to us sometimes looking for help instead of the other way around. So it's really powerful. We have a, a great partnership with I think we have 47 law enforcement agencies we work with in California, and we have a great relationship with every one of them. Well, that definitely speaks to, you know, you're talking about getting out into the law enforcement community and educating on ORC. Like, what are some hot tips that you would give, you know, because sometimes it's like, you know, I hear sometimes people are like, look, I've tried, I try to show up and do all this stuff, but they're busy. Like, do you have any tips for the audience on building that relationship with the law enforcement folks? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things that we've done frequently is um, contribute, um, and it's not just a donation, but we've contributed to their explorer programs. Um, we've been able to, um, you know, help with their, um, you know, some of their nonprofit, uh, you know, organizations that they actually, you know, they know that we're here, we're in the food business. Um, so they might need water for a special operation, right? We'll donate, you know, several cases of water. Um, anytime there's an incident in our store, like we just, unfortunately, we had a shooting um, in our, one of our parking lots a few weeks ago. And the victim of the shooting um, pulled right into the front door of our store asking for help. And he ended up dying uh, right there in, in, in the front of our, our store, you know, the entrance to our store. So they had to you know, shut down our store for 12 hours to do an investigation. You know, we feed those law enforcement officers. We make sure they, they have everything they need so they can get their job done 
and they can do it uh, expeditiously and, and get out of there um, with everything they need. So those are the things that, that we are, we're always there to help. Uh, we're always there to offer, um, you know, like I said, uh, we'll donate water. We'll just let them know, hey, we're part of the community and, and we appreciate what you guys do. And then the other piece that has really made an impact is when they need like video evidence, we don't have any red tape for them. You know, when they request, hey, I need the video for this. I need the, you know, maybe a license plate on this person's um, direction of travel. We give it to them right away. And, and we don't, you know, make them send a subpoena. You know, we, we try to expedite what they need so they can work on their cases and close them out and, and find these suspects. And it's been a win-win for us um, yeah. you know, for, for many years. And, and that's not going to change going forward. Okay. We're wrapping it up uh, with okay. some of my favorite questions. Okay. So <laughs> they're all my favorite. I say that every time. <laughs> um, best career advice you ever received. Oh, wow. Um, I, you know, I think it's really important. And, and I, re- I did receive this advice. Whatever business you're in, know the entire business. You know, if, if you're in the um, hardware business, you know, with LP, of course, know everything about that business, you know, from the front to the back. Um, because when it changes and when things change in the industry, in your business, it, you need to know how it's going to affect you in your department. You know, I always remind our people, we do loss prevention, safety, investigations, but we're in the food business, you know, and, and we sell food. I mean, you know, if we don't sell food, they don't need us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's so important. And, and, and the good part is I love food. Like I'm a foodie. So um, I don't mind that we're in the food business and everybody has to eat. Right. So um but we need to know everything about the food business, right. To be successful in what we do. And so, and I'll just give you an example, you know, everything is going towards um, cashless payment, right. I don't know if you, if you realize, but I think the retail industry right now, uh, about 19% of our transactions are cash. That's not a lot, right. Everything's going to a debit card, a credit card. And you know, what's coming soon is crypto. Just uh, last week, California, um, proposed legislation to take crypto as a form of payment in California. Well, that's and, cool. And I hope they take is, Doge. Yeah, if we, <laughs> Doge. <laughs> yeah, I guess my point with that is if we're, are we ready for that? You know, Yeah, that's a great point. Department? Are we yeah. ready to, to understand the fraud behind crypto? I don't think we're ready yet, but we need to be ready. So those are things we think about going forward and we, we need to know the business. I think that's really, really important. No, those are, that's a great point. And I, and there's not many executives that sit in this podcast seat that don't talk about that at some point, right? Understanding yeah. how everything comes back to what the core it is, you know, that you do. Right. And it's a perfect thing. Um, okay. Well, I got to ask this. Okay. Sure. Um, what? If you weren't an LP executive, what's, oh. what's the alternate career that you would have done well i kind of mentioned this already i I love food and i love uh creating uh new dishes so i honestly i'd probably be a chef nice yeah i or maybe even a a food truck we've talked about a food truck you know what would it be um, what what's your favorite though like what would is uh, it what type of food so much um pizzas (laughs) pizzas up there uh, mexican food um obviously um barbecue 
you know, I, it, it's a tie between those three. And so uh, like during the pandemic, you know, one of the things that I focused on is I built, uh, I built a barbecue in my backyard, another one would be my second one. <laughs> but, um, but my goal was to perfect my pizza dough because every time I made a pizza at home, it was like, eh, it's okay. And that's because I really didn't understand the dough and how to make it with the right flour and the water, you know, all those things that a chef would look at. Now my dough is amazing. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's hard to eat pizza uh, outside of, of home because, you know, uh, the ones I make at home are so good. I want, but, I'm going to um, put that to the test next, yeah. next time I'm out in California. I think I just got yeah. an invite over. To it's not easy it either, by the way. It's not easy <laughs> to make the right dough. I, I mean, I it doesn't sound some, easy. I don't even know what I you start with. I had to even import some flour from Italy, you know, the right flour. It was, yeah, <laughs> That's pretty, incredible. Yeah. So, but it tastes so good. It's worth it. So you'd be a but, chef potentially. Yeah. I'd probably be a chef. Yeah. I probably would. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I did not I do all the, that. I do all the cooking at home, by the way. My nice. Wife, um, she traded, uh, I do the cooking. She does the yard work. Yeah, I mean, well, how about that? Yeah. That's a win-win <laughs> for me. I don't complain. So it, it works for our strikes. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, Todd yeah. Fernandez, thank you so much. This has been fun and educational. I appreciate you stepping in the talk LP hot seat. Thanks for having me, Amber. I appreciate it. And um, I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll have you back. No doubt. Well, okay. especially after I come out there, try this pizza and then I can report <laughs> back. If right. the chef career is in there for you, but all right, all right, hey, man. Well, I always say, if you like it, I made it. If you don't, somebody else made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Submit your complaints tomorrow. There you go. Yep. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. You can always hit us up on Twitter at Let's Talk LP. Download the Talk LP News app. Late breaking loss prevention news headlines in the palm of your hand. Right, Todd. It makes no sense why people would not have this app. The great app. There's jobs, there's research, there's this this podcast is on there. So download the app. We appreciate it and we will talk at you later. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks, Aaron. Take care. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.